Pulpery is brought to you by the Goddamn Sauce. Place your orders at thegdsauce.com. Hey. But, but I, 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 but the other reason you would, yeah, right, you I would. don't want to do Blazing Saddles, and this is personally for me, and I'm going through it watching Young Frankenstein. I forget I have always my whole life I've been madly in love with Madeline Kahn. I don't know what it is. See, I mean, my, a, my, mine is a she's she's hilarious. She is one of the most underrated actresses, in my opinion, of all time. Because she did comedy oh, most of the I time. Oh, I know who you're talking about. And I think she was just gorgeous. She, yes, she was. Um, what was the one? Clue. Oh, yeah. Flames. Coming out <laughs> of my head. Yes. <laughs> I had flames. Flames. Welcome to Paul Paris Nerdcast, where we run down what we are currently watching, focus on the most interesting stories in TV, movies, and video games, and get mad about the smallest details. Routine a little bit. Yeah, that's this is my, like, my therapist. Oh, I gotta like thing. rebuild my whole fucking life Correct. from the ground up. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. Like Tom Brady does. <laughs> okay, we'll start with Mando. We'll start with Mando. Yeah, we'll just pick up where you left off. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we'll just we'll start with Mando, and we'll we'll pick up with all. All I'm gonna say is, after the week of super creepy New Republic, yeah, which still bugs me out. Good God! So this one picks up with them. That's why I like the show title, New Republic Rehab. <laughs> and that's exactly what it was. And then this one's the foundling. Yeah. Which we we all know who the foundling is. So is this is this like odd planet indoctrination? I don't know. Oh God, they're <laughs> grooming us. Um, <laughs> well, which we'll get to that in a second with Grogu. So yes, they get back in Boca Raton, Florida, and Mando. <laughs> You know, they they go through like, their if she if she's Boca Raton, is he Sarasota? <laughs> like, is it Sarasota or, Palm or is Beach? he like just Dade County? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay. At any rate, so they go th- they go through that right, and the the best thing that I've noticed about this season is, and apparently, people aren't stoked about it because the last episode was yeah. the, the lowest rated whatever in Mando history. But I, and again, this is probably because of Lost and all the other shit. Like I need backstories to really give a shit about these characters. Right. So last week, yes, there was a, there's a reason for them showing us the new Republic, right? There's absolutely right. This one, they went with Grogu and I can't remember what triggered him to, think back to this point maybe it was Boca Raton telling him that like this is his new life um so they they did we got a backstory of well that makes sense because like if he was being groomed to be a Jedi and now he's being groomed correct he's in the early process to be groomed to be a a Mandalorian and that's exact. That's basically what it boils down to. Yeah. So we get the backstory of how he actually survived Order sixty six. Thank you. Yeah. 
I couldn't remember it. My dirty brain only wanted to say 69. <laughs> but they show that, right? And they show everybody getting killed and this rando dude picking him up and saving him who happened to be, spoiler alert, Jar Jar Binks. So he picks him up, but Grogu is remembering watching all of the younglings. Isn't that what they call Jedi? Yeah, yeah. Not foundlings, but younglings, younglings right? Yeah. Um, all of them getting 86 because of Order 69. Um, so By Darth Vader. Right. Yeah. And seeing basically all of his people, but not knowing. And we are like, oh, it's cute, cute Grogu. But at this point, he's probably like 50 years old. Because, you know, they live for hundreds of years. Well, he was 50 at the beginning of The Mandalorian. Okay, so what is he, close to 100? So wait, okay. So back then... So then you backdate that. He would have been like 25. He would have been, you know... Oh, he'd have been in his 20s, which is like way more... That's why he remembered it. Yeah. Because that was... Yeah, that's the worst part. It was more like an acid flashback. (laughs) And it was. Because it was... Jesus, man, that makes this way heavier. Knowing that he was in his 20s doing that. Yeah. So... He was finding himself. Did a little peyote. (laughs) Aaron Brooks... Not Aaron Brooks. Aaron Rodgers style. Um... The, the other he got really into the doors and decided to go out to Joshua Tree. He went he went doors and not Zeppelin, huh? I'm just you know six and one half a dozen, or but you were either one or the other. It's like Duke or North Carolina. I don't want to get into that conversation. I will go on forever. Yeah, about I know. That. Um, we've had that conversation. So, so he goes through all this, and the whole time you're thinking, "Wow, like I." He is really remembering this because it's part of him. It's not like something that has lost on him. Well, and he's still attached to the Force, and I'm assuming the Force is also like a memory databank. Too. And, and Mando mentioned something about he has training. We'll get to that in a second. So he has this flashback. Random guy. Look, the Predators beat the fucking Bruins. Yes. Eat dicks, Boston. <laughs> So he he's trying to process all of this. What's what's really going on? Like, okay, this is my new life, but holy shit, I'm remembering yeah. what happened. And you, the viewer, know he's a Jedi, right? No, no, he has force powers. The force is strong with this one. He happens to have Mando, but he another thing. He had the floating crib back then. Yeah, bassinet. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, the or guy, stroller. <laughs> a stroller without wheels. That makes sense. Yeah. A uh, floating stroller. He puts him on the plane and he leaves. And then the Jedi goes away. You never hear from him again. Which kind of bugged me because Order 69, they were supposed to wipe <laughs> out everyone, right? But this guy clearly made it as close to out as possible. And I think they might have shown him getting 86 or whatever. But... Well, also remember from the video games, the oh right, not every and not I haven't played the new one. Yeah, right. is that where is it? It's not out yet. I don't think. I think that's it's at close. The end. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, you're right. It's at the end of April. because we saw. Well, oh sorry, that was before you came in for John Wick. They had a preview for it. Right, I was dealing with assholes, um, <laughs> and dudes with fucking <laughs> maga tattoos. Never forget, man. Anyway, um, so yes, but maybe, or it's like maybe he is fifty, 
and like that's where Mando the Mandalorian series picks up is when he was put on the escape ship and, and I don't think they ever showed up with Werner Herzog correct <laughs> they don't show that they yeah. just show he got rescued but well, also remember, back. at some point, his DNA is extracted by the doctor who's in New Republic Rehab right. that creates Snoke. Exactly. So hmm. they cut off, like it's, he gets rescued, he's gone, and then it, it, it comes back to real time. The, the one thing I wish I could remember, and again, it was last week, is why... Mando and Boca Raton and a handful of other ones had to leave. <laughs> but the and I, I think it was kind of in, inconsequential, like it doesn't matter. But before all that, it was about the Forge. We don't know who what her name is, his name, their name, its really, name. It's a her. Yeah. Okay, that's what I think. But she's is like the shaman. She's the one who gives out the mushrooms and the fucking TP. Yeah. So at first she is talking to Boca Raton and Boca Raton. Well, I mean, and Boca Raton is trying to tell her like, (laughs) "Eh, I don't know about all this. But wait, wait, just real quick, you're mispronouncing it on purpose. I am. (laughs) Well, just for any. Oh, just for anybody listening. Yeah, you don't actually believe it's Boca. No, it's not. It's not Boca Raton. (laughs) But that's what she will forever be known. So she's clearly, you said it last week, having this crisis of faith. Perfect. Yeah. Right. Like before it was like, I don't believe in this shit. It's fucking ghost stories. Yeah. You're all fucking idiots. Like, I don't know what you're following. But then she sees the mystic, the mythical beast. Right. In these stories, and that is the, that is the skeleton head that we associate with the Mandalorian. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which is where I was leaving. This is a gigantic, gigantic being. And everybody thought, well, she did, that, like, you're full of shit, you know, there's, the Bible's not real, blah, 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 I don't care, there's no point in this, you're blindly oh, following. But it is. <laughs> right. But she sees this, so she starts questioning everything. The whole time that is going on, the... I want to say forger, but that would be a forager who goes out into the forest. The blacksmith. Yeah. I don't know what her name is. Is telling her, like, nope, we're going to give you this. You've earned your first piece of Mandalorian armor with the sig- signet. Right, because well, remember, she bathed in the waters. Right. And then Technically, she did everything that she was supposed to do, and that's what they that did. That Mando did, yeah. Exactly, and yeah. that's what... And she hadn't taken off her helmet. And that's what then. they told her at the end of the last episode. Yeah. She was like, well, you went in the water? Yes. Have you taken your helmet off? No. This is the way. Right. And Straight she up. responds. And kind. she went, she thought about it, and then said, yes, this is the way. Because she is starting to feel that by seeing all of this stuff. Long story short, she gets her armor. She, they gave her the choice to choose what spirit animal. Yeah, right. That's what I'm going to call it. To put on it, and she chose the Mando's. mythical beast. Yeah. I, they gave it a name. I, don't, I can't remember it. But it's where, where did she pick the mythical beast, or did she pick the one that Mando? She, she picked the one that Mando. Yeah. Picked, but I think it's based on the mythical beast. I think. 
don't quote me on well, that. Well, no, remember, Mando is, his is the one that he it's killed. It's the bull and the horns. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But that he killed in season one. Remember, he had yeah, that. Yeah, but they had this skull hanging on the right, wall. Right, that's the mythical beast. The one with, like, that looks like a woolly mammoth. So that was what was on the wall, which yeah. is what she chose, because they okay, had his yeah. fucking... Okay, so now she's buying in. Correct. Yeah, okay, yeah. So that that's where the disconnect. Yes, she chose the that. rhino. The rhino-looking nope. one. That's Mando. Nope. She yeah. chose the one with yeah. the hor- the curved, curved horns, yeah. and they put it on her shoulder. And she got the Mandalorian steel, which is like we we know Mando's got his fucking legendary armor. Yeah. So she did that before they bounced to go take care of whatever they did. The other significant part was Grogu. The the other foundlings are practicing and they're doing sword fighting and hand-to-hand combat and all this other stuff. And Mando forces, doesn't force, but says, Grogu will go next. And he tells him, like, you got this, kid. You know what you're doing. Just do what you're doing. He loses two points. It's almost like the Karate Kid where it's like three points and you win. And then when it came to the third point, he figured it out. He was using his force powers and stuff. And he was like, see, I told you, kid, what was up? Everybody watched. Woohoo! he did it. And then they bounced. And then the blacksmith basically creates his. A little Mando suit. His, his, but it's not a shoulder piece. It is, but it goes over his chest. Chest, yeah. So he, now Grogu has his official... Well, remember, he's got the chain... Armor. Correct. So yeah. this was a piece that went under. He, he looked like fucking Flavor Flav. <laughs> it was fucking rad. Yeah. I was like, yeah, boy. <laughs> so, and and that's basically, the, the point of the episode was, yeah, you had all this other stuff coming in, but it was basically Grogu's story. Yeah. Like, this is what he well, left. This is what he's doing now. And that's what I loved about what they've, at least with the... And that was all Mandalorians. Right. Book of Boba Fett and Mando as well, is that they're doing these offshoots. Correct. And it's not a lot. Yeah. Last week's episode was by far the most in-depth. Right. This entire episode, I think, might have been 20 minutes, yeah. 25, 27 minutes. So but they crammed not, a lot yeah. in. But but they're not holding themselves to, like, oh, we're just following this one character. Exactly. No. And they started that, yeah. you just said it, with, they did it in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. They did it in Obi-Wan, like they, or one, one. One. Um, they, they do that. They show all these side quests, the spider web around everything. I liked it. And I know last week people didn't like it. We can get to that in the rant about people fucking shitting on things. We can, things. yeah. That's actually a good um, idea. Yeah. We're not going to have enough time to talk full Ted Lasso. But it was a good halfway point, right? Yeah, because yeah. this is the halfway point. Yeah. So now we know that Boca Raton and Mando, they, they are now back into the, this is the way. The fold, yeah. And Grogu is working his way toward that. The, the funniest thing was, why doesn't he have his helmet? He's too young. Well, he's too young to fight. No, watch this. Like, that was basically the exchange. I'm I, betting it's, they got to figure out how to work around the ears. I don't know how they're going to do it, but 
the reason I love that exchange. Oh, he should have like fins. Like the helmet. <laughs> or like with, a Wolverine. Correct. Yes. That's what it should be. <laughs> the reason I loved it so is because they didn't leave that plot hole. I fucking hate that word. Yeah. Because we'll get to John Wick and we could talk about all kind of plot holes. But who gives a fuck? It's in the story. Yeah. Right? It was, okay, he's too young. He doesn't need a helmet. That That's, that's why we're doing it. But he's still competing against the other families. Well, and as we saw in the previous episode, there's a whole ceremony when exactly. a, a foundling... I got it! I understand. I remember. <laughs> a dragon, some kind of desert beast, right. comes and picks up one of the foundlings and yeah. takes him. So that's who they have to go save was the kid. And they do some rock climbing and some spelunking and they have to be stealthy because if not, they'll kill the kid. They also introduced a new foundling, which is the fetus bird thing, which is fucking terrifying. (laughs) So they get to the nest, and this thing goes, and then the dragon comes up, and he vomits a worm or whatever. Yeah, just watch. Good lord. But then they say, oh, by the way, I have a new foundling for you, and this fucking fetus-looking dragon thing walks in. It terrifying... (laughs) Fucking terrifying. So I well, that went on way longer than we planned. Well, I I got long winded because I remembered <laughs> that, and it was a really good. You had your peyote. <laughs> I did. I just I hung out with Aaron Rodgers, and we went into a what do you call them? A uh, uh, yurt. A yurt. Correct. <laughs> we went to a yurt. So I the like I said. The, the most fascinating thing to me is where they go from here now. Yeah. Because now they've established that, okay, Mando and his crew with Boca Raton, they're all one family. They went and handled their shit, came back while Grogu was doing his thing. There hasn't been an overarching bad guy, quote unquote. It's more been about the spiritual journey. I think the bad guy is going to be the the lady... In the New Republic rehab, I think she's going to be the is bad that, guy. Is that yeah. why they showed yeah. that? Yeah. So we're probably going to get more of her. Yeah. Or at least the New Republic. Yeah. Which makes, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I, we've talked about it ad nauseum about fucking review bombing. And last episode, people fucking shit on it. it was the worst say, yeah, episode. I mean, we can do that because we're going to have to save Ted Lasso first. But it, it's... You just, you need to watch, just well, stop well, overthinking this. This comes back to, and I will say this as a Star Trek fan, and that when like Next Generation started, right, there was all this backlash because we were like, again, it's, it's not what I expected. It's, all right, get the fuck over it. Thank you. If it's what you expected, then we would be watching the same thing on right. a fucking loop for I'm the sorry. end of time. There was a show, and it was called Cheers. Or, um, I mean, you know, even Seinfeld followed Friends the same format. Friends yeah. was the oh, yeah. same uh, thing for fucking 20 years. Years, yeah. Okay? We don't need, at least... Yeah, 20 years of, will Roth and Rachel get together? It's sitting on the same couch in a fucking coffee shop with no <laughs> jobs. Get the fuck out of here. But apparently have, like, 
10,000 square feet apartments in New York. In New York. And with you're one like roommate. a waitress and yeah, exactly. a line cook. Yep. I'm a barista at a fucking Starbucks and I have a 10,000 square foot apartment in downtown New York. The Simpsons, they know what's up. Well, and even Family Guy cuz they're able to just well, yeah, we're in 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 that aspect of like you would think the general public would understand that the general public has no idea what the fuck they right. want. Yeah, like lower your expectations, people. We're not fucking watching an Oscar movie here, right? But it it has logically progressed. Okay, last week wasn't my favorite episode, but it made fucking sense in the grand yeah. scheme of things. Well, I was gonna say, and also making sure to have minimal expectations feeds into our next segment yeah (laughs) i am klaus Fucking go. First of all, we're gonna you know what we're gonna start with? Go for it. Watch this. Uh Richmond FC beat Chelsea. <laughs> On the road. Yeah. Imagine that. They got three points on the road at Chelsea. All because of a good sewer speech. Oh, that fucking The Poope. And and watching Roy get his his farewell that he wasn't able to get, and then we'll get to it, circling back to the end of the episode when he says what he says. And that hit me because it's fucking Roy Ken. He's a fucking, he's got skin of a dragon. Yeah, but, it, well, that's what, that's one of the elements now that I think, you know, that. They teased a little bit last season, but now you're going to see a lot more with the Brett Goldstein character. So, the other running theme throughout it was the breakup. Yeah. Ah! Fuck! <laughs> like, everywhere he would go, he'd be like, I don't want anybody to know this. And everywhere he'd go, he'd be like, we're sorry. We're so sorry. How are you doing? Fuck! Well, and it, then and then the running theme with that is... It's like, oh, oh I'm, I'm so I'm sorry, sorry she, she broke up she with broke, you. No, I, I broke, broke up, up with her. her. What are you, fucking stupid? <laughs> exactly. Ah! So, like, there were so many themes. And, and I guess that's what the show completely nails, right? Like, almost like a wrestling show. Yeah. You, you gotta get the first scene or so to set the tone for the episode. So you have a thread through the episode along with your overarching story. And they, first with Zava. Well, and, yeah, we'll, and we'll, we'll get to we'll Rebecca's get speech here in a minute. But that that's it. But yeah, yeah, we're sticking with Roy Kent, though. But I'm going to take the other angle on this, in that, first off, let me preface this with this. Juno Temple does an amazing job with Keeley. Yes. Um, I'm surprised she hasn't won anything. Yeah, it that's a little bizarre to me. But 
I don't feel she's the best for Roy. No. Now I do like the school teacher who gets surly. Um, I think we she, we she, talked about she's that. a better match for Roy. We, we have talked about that yeah. both on air and off. Oh, fair, yeah. Yes, Keely, but Keely is what Roy needed. Yeah. After football. Yeah, she was she was his Rolling Stone song. She was. She was his. It's her name. It's not what he wants, but it's what he needed. (laughs) I'm not going to sing the song. What's Kate Hudson's name in? um, Almost famous. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. Her. Yeah. That that's Keely. Yeah. Fuck! What is her name? Doesn't matter. Um. So. (laughs) You go. Uh, Yeah. I'm I'm stat boy today. Sorry, I was listening to I, I heard your conversation about uh God damn it, I can't think of the singer's name in your car in your shuttle. White oh, Snake. Oh David fucking Coverdale. Because he's David uh, fucking Coverdale. She was Penny Lane, by the way. Thank and you. And we should have remembered that because it's a Beatles song. Fucking but yeah. Christ. Okay, so she's his Penny Lane, right? Mm-hmm. That and we're, we'll stick with this throughout the episode because Roy goes through a ton of emotions, right? Like he's still dealing with them, quote unquote, breaking up, right? Which I guess it was his doing because he left the tickets at yeah. the end of last season, right? Yeah. So that's him saying "fuck off." Yeah. And Roy gets stirs, and then him having to deal with her, she moves on, and then seeing him, and then. Jamie Tart. Well, but I, I also think I, I think the the main episode about that from last season was the Vogue photo shoot, mm-hmm. and then when they came out with the and I think Roy realized he was an impediment to Keely because he said that. Yeah, he was like, and I fucking loved it. Yeah, when he got left out. Yeah, because he knew it was best for her to go on her own, and now. She is paid and running her own business, albeit without some hiccups or speed bumps or angry white people. But man, like that storyline for her between her and her CFO, that's a fun one. Oh, is it? And when she finds the snow globes in the CFO's office. What what does she say? I think it's charming. I think charming is the word. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fucking charming. And then she smiles as she walks out. Yeah. Because Keely's thing the whole episode was like, God damn it, I work with all these fucking boring people who are scared <laughs> to do anything and we're in a marketing business, right? And right. it took her friend who knows absolutely nothing. She's like the Jersey Shore friend. Yeah. Who's probably not going to turn out the way that she wants it to. But No, uh, that's going to go sideways. Yeah. It, it will. Um, and she'll end up well, we'll get to my prediction of about what in, what, yeah. what will happen to Keely. Um, so yes, I. But that but, thread yeah. of the show, because there are several threads. It's not just a. Oh, it's a football. Ma-. No, there are but just several to, threads. Just to finish Roy for a minute. Yep. And then when he's finally told by Ted, squash the beef with Trent. Thank. And well, wait, wait. Before that, I wanted to get to Jamie Tart. Oh. 
Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I forgot and, about that. And Roy that. was like, you're just coming in here to see if it's okay if you can go back far. And he was like, nah, bro. I just wanted to give you a hug. I'm just here for support. What did he call it? Something support. Yeah. And Roy was like, oh. And he's not used to that, but like, but now Jamie's his son. Exactly. He, 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 he's the guy he who's like, it's, a, Jamie it's okay, his dad. It's okay, dad. It's it's right. And now Jamie's like, it's okay, dad. It's fine. I get it. You just need a hug. It's all good. And, but that scene was done beautifully because yeah. at that's first, why I didn't want to skip over it. At first, we're all thinking like Roy is exactly. Like, oh, you're just gloating. Right, and, and not necessarily gloating, or, or, but just or, you know, looking for an opening to say, "Is it okay if I ask Keely out?" Right, and, and about halfway through that, you realize like Jamie is actually sincere. Right, about like he actually cares about fucking. Like he doesn't give a fuck. He just wants Which, to make sure Roy. That's a huge character change for Jamie. I mean, first there was the poupe, and then and that he's like becoming the zen master of the team and we'll get that to the end of the episode too yeah. which he fucking cements that yeah so and watching Roy's evolution and his realization that like yeah. oh fuck my my perceived biggest enemy, enemy in this in this situation friend. is looking out for me <laughs> so like I need to stop being angry which I love being angry fucking like oh yeah but but you it, gotta balance that out. Exactly. Yeah. So they did that and God, look at all the fucking talent hurt right now for the Pelicans. Ugh. Sorry, it's a big time game tonight. They're playing Golden State. Um Yes, it's a good shift from season one, and then they put a bow on it when he went to Chelsea and Yeah. You know, he's here. He's there. He's every fucking where Roy can Yes. And you could see it, like he. But didn't... you're right that that speech he gives about that moment exactly is too too real. <laughs> like he he was able to say it, whether it's like your father, your mother, your job, what what whatever. It's like I didn't get closure. Yeah. And I just did. Finally. So like I can I can close that chapter. Now. But it's. But it's a personal realization he has to get to. Which is? What, that, like, he always left it as, like, he had failed at Exactly. It. So he needed to realize, like, I left because I thought I was a failure. Yeah. But not everybody Wait. saw it that way. Yeah. That was just me beating myself up. Right? Which and then just, goes into the Trent Crown. Correct. Which, which ref- God damn it, Trent Crown. They crammed so much good <laughs> shit into this episode in 36 minutes-ish, Yeah, if that, that it, that's what makes this show fucking brilliant. Like, they're able to... Some shows are like, okay, we're going to gloss over this and we're going to fucking sprint till the end, right? right? Ted are they, Lasso... Are they going to hang on for something for too long? Right, and then you've passed and your... Then you, and you're like, all right, can we move, please? You know, kind of like with... WWE did with Sami Zayn. You, yeah. you missed your fucking shot, okay? Just <laughs> shut the fuck up. So, but Roy Kent is is fascinating because he has gone the whole game from Brent Goldstein is a... Did he win? Yeah. A, he did. Yeah. He won an Emmy? 
And a Golden Globe, I think. Okay, yeah. good for him, because yeah. he fucking deserves them all. Um, yes, watching him go through the entire gamut this episode was fucking brilliant. Well, and I knew I knew when he got Trent Krem alone, I was like, he's totally going to pull out our quote and old review. If not... And when he pulled I out the wallet, saw, I was like, oh, he fucking saved I, I kind of thought that's yeah. where... Well, I mean, everybody was like, of course, Trent Grimm shit to on him at it, some yeah. point, but not to the extent of I was 19. Well, and the beauty part about that was Trent Krim reciprocates the feeling of Roy Kent at that age, too. Because they he were both like, young. And yeah. Trying to be hotshot upstart. Exactly. And they were both going, okay, basically that scene was... I was a dick. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was a dick too. We both kind of carried this baggage, so let's just end it. Yeah. Yeah. But and then, then he walks in and goes, Hey <laughs> You can talk to him. <laughs> like just, just fuck, god damn it, man. Love no, it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now we will get to All right. Should, should we go just straight to Zava and Rebecca? Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, like let's just let's just stay on this, and then we'll do the last segment. Yeah, okay, John you Wick. get no rant this week because you're gonna get John fucking Wick next. <laughs> I I kind of was hoping that when they brought up the Sava stuff, I wasn't expecting Richmond to sign them. I didn't think that's where no, this was yeah, going. Yeah. Okay, first of all, before we get into this, big shout out to the writers for the Juventus shout. Well done. <laughs> Well fucking done. Juventus got a shout out on Ted Lasso. Okay. They're branching out. They're not just doing the Holy Premier League and, and Juventus Twitter lost its <laughs> fucking <laughs> minds. Lost its minds. It was fucking beautiful. Well well, give me a Susan of that just just I mean like wherever they like, oh my god, we were no, on it, Ted it was Lasso? it was all just simply shout out on Ted Lasso. <laughs> just straight up. Juventus got Oh, Juventus got a shout out on Ted Lasso. Like that, that's, it was just, that was it. That was, was it, nothing yeah. more, nothing less. Me, I went way deeper with Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Mm-hmm. And but, so, they started, like they planted that seed of, oh my God, the best player in the universe. Mike, we'll call it Michael Jordan for. The, or Messi or. Go. Michael Jordan for the uninitiated. But I, 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 or, and, and you know other guys, but the whole time I was thinking too, it's like this is a metaphor for Ronaldo. Correct. Yeah. His attitude, his character was based on Zlatan. Yeah. Um, if you don't know who I'm take, talking about, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, just Google that and LA Times, and you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, you know, and they planted the seeds. Like everywhere he goes, he wins trophies, but he shits. He's he shits destroys lot. He's won rooms ten and trophies in twelve years with you know eight different teams. So like they kept planting that seed. And I forgot about Daniel Rojas. Every time they mentioned his name, he was like, "Oh no! Oh my God! It's like, <laughs> like yeah, beard." Um, but that's who this guy is, right? He's twilight of his career, blah, blah, blah. He's a goat. Everywhere yeah. he goes, he wins trophies. 
Everybody expected him. Rupert's stroking his cock and rubbing his balls. But he still expects to go to Chelsea. Right. You, you know, and then they beat Chelsea, right, while he is there. Remember, this is a fictional world. This is not modern day Chelsea. Correct. <laughs> this is like a you bring a superstar high school senior to your town for homecoming. You're supposed to squash the other team and yeah. they beat you. That's what this was. And Rupert's whining and dining him. And Rebecca shows up while he's taking a fucking piss. And she doesn't go the, oh my God, you're the best. She says, you're a fucking diva. Go fuck yourself. Everywhere you've gone, it's been a made team. Well, and... Have some balls. What I find funny about that scene is she makes the argument we've made a million times, which is if you're this superstar, why not go to a team that really needs you facts to build them up like that and that would said it elevate for coaches yeah. and players yeah and, and they put that on national television display. yeah full fucking display what everybody's been thinking we've been talking about it for fucking years yeah ted lasso good on you for somebody's listening to the program you know who it is <laughs> who who is it uh, it is god i would love if it was Brett goldstein but no 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 Who's who's her second in command? Who's Rebecca's second in command? Oh, uh, Spratt. <laughs> you know why? Because he jacked her Nerf gun and spoof. <laughs> well, and remember the whole time he's like, well, like the housemaid of somebody else. Told he's like, me this. so my wife's housemaid's sister knows a guy <laughs> who works with her husband who said that they heard that Zava was leaning toward Chelsea. And Rebecca goes, I don't give a fuck who you need to talk to. And she said it well, way better than that. Find out what's up. Her, or A, that character, or it's like the way they've written that character, but what uh, Hannah Waddington, the way she's playing that this year, like the the intensity and the fervor that she's putting into that character is amazing. Because he, he even said, every time I hear you talk about West Ham, you say him, him. and not... West Day. <laughs> Perfect. Brilliant. So long story short, what happens? I mean Richmond beats Chelsea. Well, don't don't forget about the asparagus comment. Go ahead. <laughs> or can I like... keep this pen? <laughs> Come on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well no, it's like she she concludes her dressing down of a yep. world renowned soccer star with and cut down on the asparagus you're beast. And then she walks out and he went. <laughs> brilliant. Everything about that scene was fucking brilliant. These writers know what was up. A real quick shout out to Mandel episode four director, Carl Weathers. Yeah. Good for you. Your son. Apollo uh, still killing it. Your, your son. What is his first name? Creed? Oh, Adonis. Adonis Creed. You, you raised a good kid. Apollo. Yeah. Oh, we got to go see that. So we. Can, I know. Yeah. I know. I watched the first. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Okay. So. Well, here wait. we got a less than one minute. So, what's your prediction about Keeley? You teased that earlier. Okay. So my thing is, Rupert offers her a job. But she's not going to take it. I'm just saying. It's out there. 
So you're thinking they're going to pit her against? I'm I'm just saying Rupert, Rebecca and or in a moral quandary. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Rupert will offer her the world, everything she's dreamed of. If you need a change in your condiments, go to thegdsauce.com and change the way you think about how you eat. From their signature goddamn sauce to their ghost pepper sauce, they have everything you need. So stop using the same old boring condiments and boss up. (laughs) No, we have more important things to talk about. Jonathan. Hello, Jonathan. Senior week. Hello, Jonathan. All right, so actually... Winston. I want to start this out real quick. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Spoiler alert. We watched John Wick. Four. Here's the funny thing. I'm not going to go off on a diatribe or anything else. We have missed like a couple of Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. John Wick came came out, and we were there day three. That... That's the reason, that's my preface to this, is that we talk about, and we've actually talked about tonight, you know, convoluting a story or anything like that. Yep. Um, And I always forget the director's name and the writer's name, but it's like, but they were, uh, the director was the stunt guy on The Matrix. Stunt coordinator on The Matrix. He got hooked up with Keanu. They have a just got actually were the thing i kind of compare i I could compare to is like guy Ritchie. like yeah he has a formula you got your formula fucking stick with it and you're gonna make money and the other part is is i would say this or it it it, is it's not in chapter four but they also tapped into we're gonna bring back hong kong cinema but this time with guns Gun Fu, yeah, and spaghetti westerns, yeah, exactly. That, that's 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 what it is, and it's so simple, but it is on it, the screen. It looks so complicated. You, you know, you know, to me, the gore porn is how realistic. And I just tell the wife this: like, okay, everybody's got their fucking violence and this and this. Yeah. Sans John Wick getting hit by 17 cars and living. But like... Or holding up his jacket to hold off bullets. But like the combat itself. Yeah. The gun control. Like all of that. The, the flanking and maneuvering. Sans the ballistic fucking Armani suits. Well... Which I fucking love. Yeah, no, no. I mean, that's just that's just the aesthetic to it. But at, but at the same time... like keep that aesthetic consistent. No, yeah. No one's down until they get a bullet to the head. Correct. Or a, or a knife to the throat. Yeah. That's <laughs> or it. Sword to the throat. Ugh. Or just jabbed like Danny Yen. Well, just... and I forgot about it, but like one of my favorite scenes in the whole series is that um, museum scene <sighs> in Parabellum when they're doing the. Is that two or three? Three. When they're breaking the glass oh, yeah, and yeah, throwing knives at each yep. other, and he and he finishes off the scene by throwing the axe across the room yep. to get the guy who's barely breathing. Like, 
Oh my god. Like... Another one is the library scene in that. Yeah. Where they're fighting with books and he puts like a book. With that gigantic dude. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like... So like they they God damn it, they keep it original. But I I guess the thing with the John Wick movies is the emotional Wow, Golden Golden State is getting the shit kicked out of him right now. <laughs> um is the it this is gonna sound fucking crazy, but as grounded as possible in this world of assassins, there are rules. Oh yeah, I mean rules to everything. Even <sighs> even in making the movie, there are rules to the way of engagement. Like John Wick has created the universe of Okay, this is a League of Assassins, and this is the Underworld, blah, blah, blah. But there are rules to combat. You mentioned it earlier. Raising the jacket to for ballistic yeah. protection. All of that stays consistent oh, yeah, yeah. throughout everything. Even the bad guys stay consistent about that. Well, yeah, whatever John Wick upgrades to, the bad guys upgrade to. Right, and well. they keep it consistent throughout. Yeah. Which, yeah, the gung, the gun foo, or the kung fu, or yeah, yeah. whatever else you want to fucking call it, it is. Um, and it's not just the fighting that makes these movies great. It's the cinematography, the set pieces alone. Uh, I will not get into the top-down view. No, we what, tracking we, shot. No, yet. get into it. We yet. have the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yet. So, just real quick. This movie picks up immediately after uh, Ian McShay got to fucking and shot John Wick off of the building, off of well, the Continental. He's he's had time for his finger to heal. Correct. And to uh, create calluses on his fist, he's, uh, which is where you start Steven with... Steven Seagal and Above the Law. yeah. Oh, yeah. Although it's like I do love how they have brought back, I mean, particularly the Lawrence Fishburne. Yep. And that you're going like, okay, this is like real time, like real world Neo. Right. That's what John Wick is. Yes. And, and granted, like all these people met on the set of The Matrix anyway. So um, the stunt coordinator who's the director. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, you know. Except Danny Yen. Yen yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because he's a fucking gangster but there's all yeah even the side characters that pop up was like oh yeah you were in like, mr nobody yeah Matrix i had too. no yeah. idea who that guy was and he might have been one of the highlights of the movie oh man or his dog was one of the highlights yeah, of the movie. Serious, like just but we'll get to that too everything that they do makes sense in the universe that they have created yeah and you can lose yourself in that, which is what movies are. So you're not expecting a, like an Oscar-winning performance, like people look for in the fucking Marvel movies. Well, no, it's it's, or it's it's going back to Hong Kong cinema, which is you're looking to like how crazy is this action sequence going? Fast be? and the Furious has done ten movies about car, yeah, fucking set and pieces. It's not even, yeah, right. It's not even as intricate as this is. Right. So that's what like, I'm saying. Like the roundabout around the Arc de Triomphe, like that thing was a bananas and bonkers. It's and like twenty five minutes, right? 
bonkers. And you and and you think about like the production of that, like, and there's like you know, you know, granted there's five five or six position changes, and yeah, then let there alone is, and there's a the little different, CGI yeah. in there when people are getting you know destroyed by cars, but but the fact that you're still keeping traffic. Somebody <laughs> went. How about we have a fucking kung fu with guns fight on the Champs in a roundabout? Yep, around the most or one of the more iconic iconic figures in look, America. kids. Big, big. Well, actually, it's like they did. They showed every iconic aspect yes, of Paris. They did in that, and then put a the fucking chart, yeah. action set. Even piece um, in it. Uh, the blind assassin was drinking. Wine in front of Moulin Rouge. <laughs> like, the blind assassin. Danny Yen. Yeah. Who is a fucking legend. Right. Legend in the game. Yes. He was just drinking with his fucking rounded nub blind stick. Who also <laughs> happens to be the fucking kill stick. He traveled. But. Ju- <sighs> okay. Well. The whole point of this is like it has been for four movies. Is Jonathan? I'm gonna call him Jonathan. Yeah, he's he's trying to get out. Jonathan is just he he just even he, though it is J O H N. He, it is. Yeah, it is. It's not J O N. So Jonathan. Yeah. Winston. Um. Okay. Stop. Stop. Pause. Time out. I would be remiss not. Not to mention that Lance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we did it last episode. We yeah. did. But to oh, man. see his last... They gave him a good send-off. They did. And, and the fucked up thing that I kept thinking about was they did that not knowing. Right. Clearly, nobody knows. Can be, yeah, yeah. No, no, nobody knows that. But it was... But the Poetic. whole, but the whole epitaph conversation yes. was yep. beautiful for it, that. It, it was, which and I think, like anybody would have said, Lance Reddick was a good friend, a good partner in acting, and all a, that. a good everything. Yeah. And even outside of the film franchise, the director and everybody has said, like, he made everything we did better. Video games, everything. He was a wonderful human being. Yeah. God damn it, I'm going to miss you. Wait till you watch The Wire. <laughs> I know. I, I, I've only seen a little bit of it. But it, I, I'm going to miss him. Yeah. Oh, oh, and I'm not just saying this as a John Wick fan. I'm saying this as a... Destiny fan. Pop a, culture fan. Yeah. Horizon, Destiny, The Wire, John Wick. Like, we could go on and on. The Fringe. We can go on and on. Wasn't he in Oz for a bit? I don't... I don't know, and I watch that every episode from I was gonna from say, Jump Street. He may not have been. He might have been on in Homicide. That you makes know, more sense. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. seeing him in Oz. I think he was in David Simon stuff. So no, he was definitely in David. Was Simon's. he in Treme for a bit? Ooh, that's an excellent question. Yeah. I know Internet Movie Database has it, but I'm too lazy to look it up. So, Stab Boy, Step Boy, get on that. <laughs> um, it was, god damn it, this movie was so good on all levels. 
So you did that, and then you get into the the crux of the story, which is he is still just trying to get out. He's got bounties on him. The set pieces are insane. The fight scenes are bonkers. If I may take a moment to shower love on one Mr. William Skarsgård. Yes. This motherfucker. What, whatever he seems to touch recently is gold. Is fucking gold. I told you Barbarian was the other one that I watched, right? Yeah. And he, he was, and guess what happened? He died. So, so he's in Barbarian, and then his brothers in The Norseman. Correct. Yes. So there's a theme. <laughs> yeah. <thanks. laughs> and then his dad. We all know who his dad is. His, yeah. his dad plays a a good guy, comedic, co- comedic, comedic effect. He's 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 also the uh, the Harkonnen. Yeah. Excuse me, Harkonnen for the uninitiated. Boss in Dune. Yes. And his number one is one David. That's right. Batista. Yeah. He's he's the gross gross mother. Facts. He is fucking Prince Harkonnen. So, anyway, William Skarsgård fucking kills kills his fucking character I he embodies the Marquis de Mont, whatever he was yeah or he definitely nails the elitist um your boy like I, I should be given everything to the very last second of the movie this motherfucker oh god they're still fighting <laughs> So this motherfucker wear a every suit, tuxedo, outfit he had right. sparkled. This cocksucker... There was literally one that did sparkle. Exactly. Yeah. This motherfucker, this arrogant marquee, wore fucking tails. But you get that, right? Of he's, course! He's the opposite dress-wise of John... John Wick just wears... A tie and a three in the three piece suit. Ballistic three piece suit. Where he's wearing like a cummerbund. <laughs> or no, a a petticoat. Oh yeah, yeah. A waistcoat, a tri ascot. <laughs> but the the double ascot is yeah. what got me. Yeah. It was like a tie that was like split in half. Like Is that the one in the horse stable? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I had no idea what it was, and it took every fiber in me to not Google it as we were watching that movie. And then he had like a tri, like you just yeah. said, tri ascot tie. This bitch was <laughs> fucking dressed to the, the nines. nines. <laughs> and he was just as psychotic. Are you saying he was putting on the Ritz? <laughs> this motherfucker was putting on the Ritz and murdering Ritz. He fucking god damn it i love this well guy. and the 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 stories about uh his fellow actors from it whether they the kids or the adults and they were like just these subtleties that he did but 
in in John Wick too, like when he thought he had the upper hand, did you notice he did that little quick smirk? Yes. Like that is it, it fucking was, it was, genius. It was a tick yeah. that he had. Just like like that slight like when he was first talking the eye twitch. Yeah. Like not quite I'm trying to hold it together, but I want to fucking you, cut your yeah, dick off. Yeah. Eye twitch. I don't know if I've seen that since maybe a James Bond movie. Yeah. Like, it, it's hard to get that. Yeah, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. He, he fantastic. But those are the just the little things that he was so good. You know, like, he, he, it made him a believable... Psychotic. Villain. Yeah. Like, sociopath, French arrogant villain so what or what batman villain do you think he would be because uh okay so i the thought irish about this. kids got the joker so no 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 he, he he's way more sophisticated than the joker yeah. um i would not say riddler not How, quite what about calendar man i was thinking him or zaza Ooh, the yeah, the yeah, uh, yeah. the serial killer yeah. with the scars, only because he was cold and calculated, and you give a fuck what happened to him. Or could he be good, Harvey Dent? Oh, <laughs> politically correct yet flawed. And then, when he becomes Two Face, he'd be good Two Face. I think. Then the power come gets yeah. into his head and yeah. he thinks he's omnipotent. Ooh, Two-Face is a good one. <laughs> Penguin's not right because Penguin was more like, I need to... I think we're... I think Colin Farrell's got that one down right now. Yeah. Uh, Penguin is more like next level, like yeah. I'm going to manipulate He's a mob things. boss. He's Correct. Not a, he's no, not no, a psycho. No, I, we need the arrogance. Oh, God, he kicked him in the face. Um... Yeah, we need the arrogant sociopath. Yeah. So Zaza makes sense. I like which, that. Spoiler alert, that may be where uh, the Joker with Lady Gaga is headed. Yeah. We've we'll seen see. pictures of her. She's fucking going to kill that shit. All right. All right. Go Minute ahead. and a half. Video game references in the Okay, in the so, so my biggest thing was the top-down view oh. reminded me of a... Diablo 1 or 2. Yeah. Top-down view, hack and slash. I was not aware of Tokyo Massacre. I, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, I, know, I, I don't know what that was. But there's it like an all, a lot of old 16-bit games. Correct. When you're what was open world back then. Top-down yeah. shooter yeah. is what we used to call it. And... They nailed that. They... That was my... And you know what the best part about that scene was the... Fuck you, Draymond Green. I hope you get ass cancer. (laughs) Was the incendiary weapons. Like, that alone, I popped so hard. (laughs) Like, I was like, oh my fucking Christ, they went incendiary weapons. Yeah. Which... Fuck, man, they keep upping their game. <laughs> so the top-down sequence was, yeah. I mean, it was a video game. It was literally ripped out of a video game. I said that initially, 
And then well, interviews have come out since then. Saying, I always love it too when like the camera. Today's pod was sponsored by the Goddamn Sauce. Place your orders at thegdsauce.com. Pulpery is a privately produced podcast by Brock Ryder and Ben Grimion. Web design and photography by Beck Ryder. Original music by the Heisenberg Compensators. <laughs>